Terabytes for information on educational purposes only. Nothing on the show's advice. No financial, tax, legal, or any other kind of advice. Nothing we say is an inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. Anything you invest in is at your own risk. Do your own research and consult with professionals. Boom. We're there live. it is. Welcome back to Terabytes, everyone. We've got our regular news update. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Already seeing the first live comments, live viewers coming through. Uh, share this. I'm going to share it to Twitter right now while Evan takes over the camera. But we got a packed show for you today. Just news kept dropping, kept dropping, kept dropping. Uh, I mean, if I had to pick one thing I was most excited about, I, I don't know what it is. So let's, without further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Evan, who's going to introduce the new face on the show. You've probably seen him around before. Evan, take it away. Yeah, well, we had to uh, scoop up some good talent because, you know, this ecosystem grows like insanely. And before we know it, uh, Joseph, our new intern here, he goes by Casa Intern on Twitter, who end up having like some unbelievable following and he'll outgrow us. So uh, we, we brought on a new intern here, Joseph. You might have seen him around um, and he's going to be helping us with news bites. He's going to be live with us. He's going to be compiling the news uh, and you might have seen some of the threads that he goes uh, pretty deep on. And then I think we're going to work out some like spaces, like happy hour type things with him as well. So uh, happy to just be growing the team here and introduce Joseph to everybody. Joseph, introduce yourself, sir. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm the resident lunatic intern for the Terabytes pod. I can't express how excited I am to join the team over here um, and just to prove my worth to the Terabytes crew. So thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to just keep compiling the news. Awesome. We got Kev Joseph. Russell doing an elbow cough. Um, is this yet another person that Kev uh, knows? Do you, do you know Kev over here, Joseph? Um, honestly, I do not know. Is is that is that a slight at me? Oh, I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably. I don't know. Kev, uh, Kev's doing some kind of uh, inside joke or something there. But anyway, uh, yeah, good to have you on, Joseph. We've got some other people as well that we'll be introducing you to who are coming on to Terabytes to help with Academy and things like that. Uh, but let's this is news. Let's get right into the news because we've got so much to cover before possibly special guest uh, comes on later in the show. Yes. So let's hit let's, the first. Let's dive into the news. This one's near and dear to my heart. Uh, everybody watched the Super Bowl. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people watch the Super Bowl. And uh, there you go. See, when I, you could bring it up before I even start talking about it, then it's like nice and smooth. OK, anyway, uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> there were so many crypto ads on Sunday. Right. Uh, and, you know. I wanted crypto to go mainstream for so long, and now I'm starting to think that it's like so cringe that I actually wanted to go back, the genie to go back into the bottle. Um, but the best Super Bowl ad, it wasn't the one that you think it was, even though the Coinbase ad was really good. I think the best Super Bowl ad was, uh, you might have seen this yesterday, it was the Canadian Minister of Finance. Her name's Christian Freeland, last name Freeland. Um, and she announced that they're expanding their AML laws and they're going to be freezing bank accounts of people that they consider terrorists. Now, who do they consider terrorists? Who knows? That's an ever expanding definition by uh, the good old Canadian minister of finance and the Canadian government. I haven't seen a better ad for cryptocurrency and uh, sovereign currency and Bitcoin and UST in quite a while. And, uh, you know, it just it really gets me fired up. I think a lot of people, they, they start to consider that um, you know, they call they call Bitcoin boomer coin, but maybe take a step back and realize, like, you know, the use case of the first actual sovereign sovereign currency and how some nations are accepting it as uh, as, you know, legal tender and other nations out there are uh, they're deciding to freeze bank accounts based on their definition of what a terrorist is. So uh, just an interesting, you know, macro news article for us to lead off with. So uh, I don't know if you guys have any commentary on that. Or not. Yeah, I mean, I love the Snowden comment, right? Um uh, Snowden tweeted out, of course, uh, Coinbase could spend $16 million for 60 seconds, 
but zero dollars on making sure their site didn't crash for 10 minutes after that. <laughs> and that's so internet, he said, you know, but it, it is so, uh, so Coinbase. I can't remember the last time there wasn't like, a, you know, whenever there's a major pump or dump or some kind of market event, Coinbase goes down. They still haven't figured it out. We still got a long way to go. But uh, Coinbase was down for a good time after that ad. You might have also seen the FTX ad. If you don't watch the Super Bowl, it's another one to watch and kind of groan at the punchline for. Uh, but uh, the Larry <laughs> David ad, it was, it was, you know, the ending, yeah, it was a little bit, uh, but, but everything else in the ad was pretty good. And the point is, there have been so many people throughout history that have left important technologies, like like dis dismissed them, like oh, people won't use the internet more than the fax machine, you know, things like that. And now the automobile will never replace the horse, you know, that, those kind of comments. Uh, and we got the same kind of ludditeism right now with people saying, you know what. Who needs like uh, what chair Powell, the Fed chairman said, well, if we make our own digital dollar, then nobody needs cryptocurrencies like he can't fathom why people would want to use Bitcoin or other stable coins if the Fed had a digital dollar that it controlled, um, you know, so just people that are not getting it or pretending at least to not get it. And uh, that, you know, I was, it was props to Larry David for being in that ad, though, I got to say uh, Seinfeld writer, Larry David, comedy man. And uh, yeah, anyway. On, on to the next ad. You know, maybe we'll see a, a Terra ad someday there, uh, but not this year. Not this well, year. Well, that, that's a good segue for our next uh, topic here. You want to cover the topic here for us, Joseph? Yeah, sure. So this was the greatest news that I've reported on probably in my entire Terra, Terra career um, is the partnership with the Washington Nationals, the Washington, D.C.-based MLB team. And I'm going to be completely honest. At first, I was really underwhelmed. I, I'm not a fan of baseball. I don't watch baseball regularly. I'm much more of an NFL and NBA kind of fan. But after digging a little bit deeper into the Medium article, I realized that their biggest point and the biggest reason why this was signed was because of the fact that it's in Washington. It's like a 12 minute drive from the SEC headquarters. Um, it's it's just a testament to the people that this is going to expose to the Terra ecosystem. And I think it's just a massive move, very high level. It's not the maximize eyeballs approach. It's to maximize just key decision makers approach. Yep. And as they said, probably nothing. The Nationals have owned up to everything that's going on. I, I think it's hilarious that this will be right down the street from Gary Gensler's office, yeah. you know, that, uh, you know, if he can't go to a local baseball game without sitting in a chair with Tara's name on it. And so some people have actually criticized a little bit and said that uh, there was, a, there was a long tweet thread uh, or rather a, I don't know, a post somewhere. I forget who the author was saying that, well, this doesn't really have that much effect because it's all in like closed circuit nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to use Tara. Like, um, MLB isn't really the most popular sport to watch. It's like 57 year old as the average age and things like that. And this must just be a like a vanity, like an ego move that yeah. Doe is doing, you know, down the street. You know, like, what, do you, what do you guys think about the, the pushback that that scene? Is it a bunch of nonsense or uh, something worth listening to? Um, well, I think baseball, I think one thing that people don't consider is like when you go to a football game, um, first of all, there's eight, there's eight football games at a home stadium or whatever. So you get a lot less like foot traffic and a lot less people like just in general, there's less volume of people in the stadium. But when people go to a football game, they're there to see the football game. And I think baseball is much more of like a family outing type thing. You go there, you're kind of like, you know, schmoozing and, oh, we're in the lounge. Like, this is cool. What's Tara? And you see Tara behind home plate. I think there's a lot more time to kind of like look around and 
um, you know, uh, it's baseball. The game is is slow. I'm not going to act like it's uh, there's explosions going on and it's like, you know, Bane making the stadium fall through at Heinz Field or whatever. But um, it's you know, I think that you're going to reach a much more diverse demographic. You're going to reach the young kids, the old people, the families, um, as compared to something like a football where, yeah, sure, you're going to get like amazing coverage on national TV. But people at football games are like drunk and into every single play of the game. Basketball, I think, you know, there's a combination there. And I, I was kind of hoping it would have been basketball because I think uh, yeah. the national spotlight might have been better. But, you know, down the street from the SEC in Washington, the the capital, um, I, I'm a fan. I think it's a I think it's a cool opportunity. And at the end of the day, you see like FTX, their logo is everywhere. I'd love to know what their marketing budget is. They're on they're on MLS game, or they're on you know soccer games or football yeah. games, as our European friends call it. Um they're on Formula One, like they're they're everywhere. They're in the Olympics. It's just crazy. So uh, I think this is a, a step in the right direction to legitimize terror money. CoinDesk actually called this before the announcement, the day of a few hours before, and I don't know, maybe they were tipped off, but probably not. It could because it goes through all this reasoning. Where one of the reasons they say here is actually that um, this this article might have been updated. Uh, but there was there was a stretch about how like in baseball is really the only time where the broadcasters like comment a lot on the crowd because all the cameras, unlike in other sports, have to track back to a point. They all like track back to home and you get all this passing footage of stuff, especially like near home plate. Uh, so it, it it just made sense with the proposal and the TV exposure to be a baseball game. And they called the Nationals ba- basically based on like some arguments, including like the Nationals could do this deal right now. They don't have some conflicting deal and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a few hours before, maybe that even prompted the announcement to be sooner. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, we saw a couple of screen grabs of uh, I think it was Mark Goldich put them out. He's one of the council members over at Terraform Labs. Uh, and there was like just some mock-ups of what the lounge might look like and what the seats might look like and stuff. And I asked, I said, is this going to be ready for opening day 2022, uh, and, which is relatively soon. I think it starts in April, right? Steph's a huge baseball fan. So April. Uh, so opening day, if it's ready, uh, I will be there. Pantera will be there and maybe I'll buy some people some beers and I'm going to be in that lounge. So be ready because um, our, our good friend Chris Amani from TFL, the head of operations over at TFL, confirmed that a lot of it will be ready. But some sad news as well. Uh, apparently, there might be a lockout this year in baseball. So we might not even get our money's worth. We might not even get like the first couple of weeks of the season due to some collective bargaining agreement going on with the baseball folks. So keep that in mind. Great. I wonder if that's going to push back the um, the proposed five years. Like, I wonder if that delays the start of that. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Like, do we only get like, you know, if say that we missed 10 games in the beginning of the season, do we get 10 games at the beginning of like whatever season is five Doubt years it. from now? <laughs> yeah, I doubt, doubt it. it. Very yeah, much I doubt, doubt it. it. You're out of luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what fine print is there to handle. All right, let's uh, let's push on there. We don't have any questions uh, from from com- but feel free to leave comments about earlier news stats. I, I uh, anchor yield reserve. Let's toss it back over to Joseph again. Joseph, tell us what this is about with the anchor yield reserve. So I think this was a classic move by Doquan to just kind of kick the kick the cockroaches into their into their hiding holes. Um, I mean, a few weeks ago, he teased the idea with a poll on Twitter to top off the yield reserve on, on Anchor. And now we're finally seeing that being executed. 450 million UST is being put into the Anchor yield reserve to kind of top it off. And um, with the Anchor V1 model, that is how the 20% is paid out. Um, but without that yield, you would probably see around an 11% APY in that vault, if I'm not mistaken. 
But now for the foreseeable future, the yield reserve has been replenished. Everyone can stop complaining about losing 20% anchor earn. Yeah, so Bill seen, himself, Bill himself has different. said that like it would Go be ahead, 15 or 16%, right? Uh, um, so, yeah. but yeah, but who knows? I mean, not to say, yeah, Doe doesn't know what he's talking about, but um, <laughs> maybe there have been some, I haven't like run the numbers myself, you know? Yeah. Um, he said we would drop to 15, 16, maybe even 17. My dog is going crazy. Yeah, um, I, I've seen I've seen Doe's figures. I think he said 15, 16, uh, which would be great. Honestly, they should have just let it go to zero just to see what would actually happen. Uh, if, if that was correct, that would kill a lot of FUD. I think this does maybe push FUD, you know, kick the can down the road a little bit. Uh, but hopefully, yeah. you know, with Anchor V2 and that new model that's coming out, that will solve a lot of the problems. I don't know. This is this is like speculation here on my end, which is always wrong. But Things like Mars coming out, um, things like Edge Protocol coming out that are going to give people other options for um, for that 20% earn or like, you know, something that might even be more attractive. I think that might take some pressure off of the the earn side, maybe, but it could also take pressure off the borrow side just as well. So who knows? Don't listen to me. I'm not an expert. You know, that's why because of me is why we put the disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll see as that uh, that gets topped up. More Anchor news coming up as well here. Um, the Anchor LTV was increased to 80%, and mm -hmm. the borrowers on the edge of liquidation all across the world breathe a huge sigh of relief as their LTV. And, and their probably promptly borrowed up to 79%. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, yeah. I was terrified when I pulled up to Anchor and I saw that my bar was like significantly higher because they did change the the percentage display. So like now it's displaying your total borrow power. I'm I'm I could be completely wrong there, but I think no, it's, you're right. it's displaying your total borrowing power that you're using up. So I didn't realize how much I was really using of my borrow power. And so when I saw that percentage go up, I was like, I'm about to get liquidated. What? I got terrified. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think in the in the old version, it was just showing what percentage of the, your max LTV you were using, right? And it was like the bar was, uh, the, the threshold was a lot higher, I guess. So the movement might have been a, a bit more volatile, but now it's showing your actual borrow power. And I know I, I heard a couple of people that were like freaking out the same as you. So uh, it's good to see Anchor works, but we're excited to see version two come out. What do we got up next? If that's all for uh, anchor, what's going on next with uh, prism protocol. Ooh. This is a big one, Joseph. This is a yeah. big one. This, this week has been absolutely insane with prism. Um, I I've been loving all of the back and forth in the community. I haven't joined a camp. I don't know if there's a superior refracted form of Luna. Um, I'm going to reserve that to the experts and, <laughs> but regardless, prism protocol has now launched a D5 revolutionary product. You can refract and, uh, separate the yield and principal portions of your uh, Luna. So definitely go check that out. Go experiment, but be aware there are some insane spreads being seen right now. So if you have your slippage set to the default 5%, you could be getting a terrible deal. So be careful. It's been crazy that, I mean, there's been arbitrage coming out. Donku here in the chat. Hey, Donku, what's up? Doing some early arbitrage and early arbitrage content. But, you know, there's there's so many people in the camp that uh, say that, well, yield Luna is not really a good deal or why Luna? Why Luna is not really a good deal because you're paying like, like you, it'll take years to break even. And then there's people in the camp that say, well, P Luna is worthless <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. because <laughs> it doesn't really represent the principle. It just represents the, the, the governance, you know? So, uh, so it's, it's, well, yeah. it actually doesn't divide. represent that. 
Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. who knows uh, how how some of these battles will uh, will fight out as people discuss things. Yeah. The free yeah. market might, of course, prove them all wrong. Um, <laughs> but it's still it's it's really cool to be able to do this stuff and to be able to use these tools. It's it's uh, just people are going to figure it out and eventually we're going to be refracting more than just luna there will be this civil war maybe around why luna and p luna but then we'll start yeah. figuring out as we start adding more assets <laughs> i i think it's so cool I, I love prism i think they did a great job in their launch very smooth the interface is nice i love the i jumped on spaces last night with uh jimmy and uh ryan line big shout out to those guys over there uh with prism and i one thing i loved was whenever you go into the swap uh module they give you the prices of all the assets. And typically I'm so used to like having to punch in the asset that I want and then UST to figure out what the actual quoted price is. And on this, it just gives them to you right up at the top. So uh, I love that. But the thing is, and I'm I'm so excited to see this Y Luna P Luna thing play out because like typically when you strip the yield off of a bond, like the bond, once that gets reaches maturity, then it's back at full price, right? And the yield is what will eventually run down to zero as it reaches maturity. But because this is a perpetual, um, people, I think a lot of the yield bulls out there are like, well, the the perpetual Luna has no value. It, it doesn't even have governance. It's it's nothing. The yield is, you know, forever. It's infinity. It's there's it's never ends. It's always yielding. Um, but here's the thing. If the yield, if why Luna is going on for infinity, then why isn't the price infinity or why isn't it at least like 99 percent? and i think what you have to consider is that there's two things first of all you need p luna to get your to unrefract and get luna back so at, at the very least if it's nothing else it's a residual it's a key that's needed to unlock the the c luna or the um the collateral luna and then the other thing is i think the price of y luna is always going to be represented by people's time preference and people's you know, fear or whatever of like the future outlook of Luna. And so if you think that, you know, Luna is on a great trajectory for the next, I don't know, let's just say you're thinking shorter term, you're like, you know, in two years, I think the price of Luna is going to be 200 and the yield, like you can start doing the math based on, is it worth the yield and the principle? And I think the market's going to decide what that price is based on people's time preference, based on people's fear and greed in the market. And then Whatever the whatever the price of Y Luna is, it's it's just going to be it, the price of P Luna is always going to be the price of Luna minus the price of Y Luna. So that's my take on it. I think it's fascinating, uh, and and again, great great job by uh, the Prism guys. That was a, a, a really cool project, a really cool protocol, and I'm excited to see what they come up with uh, as uh, as the expiry bonds come out. So. Yeah, and then overall, the Prism team has a lot of cool ideas for how to make things better for the ecosystem, for the users, for apps, for all sorts of things. So uh, not not the end of Prism here. Definitely yeah. not the, the the civil war. I think uh, Prism outlasts it and, and or shines shines beyond. And uh, I'm, I'm props to the team. But it's time to move on. If you want to refactor Prism, I guess you should go to uh, is it PrismProtocol.app, right? PrismProtocol.app, and you can check it out there. All right, we've got wormhole assets available on Astroport. And I missed this one. Somebody else uh, toss, tell me tell me about it. Yeah, so this is huge for any DeFi farmers out there. I know Donku is a huge farmer out there. New, 
uh, appreciating all the farming opportunities. But Astroport has now ported over a lot of the wormhole assets. Um, you're going to have a lot of off-chain options now. You can farm AVAX, you can farm BNB, you can farm Matic, Ethereum, and many more other assets that are outside of the Terra ecosystem. So if you're trying to hedge your portfolio, if you want a little bit more exposure to GameFi through AVAX, you can now in the comfort of the Terra ecosystem. I think this is a huge opportunity for anyone who's trying to adjust their portfolio percentages. That's that's super nice. And I, I love the way you put it there, Joseph. You're doing a great job here in the comfort of your own Terra ecosystem. Um, you know, it's just not to not to go too much on a tangent here, but like I was thinking about uh like a gold investment. And I was like, should I buy gold bullion? And then I like looked it up how to do it. And I was like, wow, this is in pot. Like, I don't want to do this. This is so this sucks. And I was like, I'll just yeah. like go on mirror and just do it in Terra ecosystem. And now I have exposure <laughs> to gold, right? So um, yeah, gotta love that. Love to see. Uh, all those Astroport pools. And that's another Delphi project that's like, you know, that it's not the end. Some of these projects launch and people are just forget about them for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but they're going to keep building and uh, I'm excited to see them push forward as well. So what do we got next, Joseph? Um, trying to see the next pop-up banner. There we go. So we have a, yeah, the Spectra team has just been absolutely killing it. I've been covering them since I've started my um, weekly roundup. And I know that when they first cropped up on the scene, a lot of people were suspicious or at least uh, not as committal to their endorsement of Spectrum because the team is anonymous. Uh, regardless, they've implemented a new dashboard. They've integrated with Apeboard. Um, and they are also creating a new vault that is essentially going to provide anyone who's bullish on Spectrum um, and they want to participate in their governance system or just in general with UST, you now can just deposit UST into their vault, yield some of the percentages of the transactional fees there, and you can not be you cannot be price exposed to the Spectrum token and minimizes your impact if you're holding on to Spectrum. So I, I think... I, I have a little bit of a mixed feeling on that. I haven't looked into the math. I don't know how beneficial it is to a DeFi strategy, but I do think that it is uh, worth considering that if they're wanting to incentivize not holding Spectrum, I, I wonder what that's going to do to the price action. We might be seeing some different kind of Spectrum play here, but could be completely wrong on that take. Yeah, and this borrowed farm update... Um... This is something that they did uh, introduce, and you can bring up my screen share here. This seems actually relatively similar to um, the borrow um, the, the Mars strategy contracts, where basically the user is only providing the UST, and then they're borrowing mm -hmm. uh, the other asset. But in this case, I guess they're sort of wrapping the assets in the spec token, um, so and then they're putting them into a vault. But it seems like sort of similar sort of to to what mars is coming out with um uh, which which we're going to dive into as well and people that are wondering when um on the spec uh on the spec side of things not the mars side we're not there yet but uh on the spec side of things um the service by the way is only for spec uh holders as it was mentioned in that article that i had up and uh the audit they said will be done by february and launch is hopefully around the end of march so uh, excited to see that and spec I, i'm giving love tonight's all about love it's all about love in the crypto community and uh, a lot of these protocols man they're, they're blowing me out of the water spec they've been doing it quietly like since day one and uh, a huge shout out to them and another awesome project that i just kind of teased we got the mars protocol lock drop coming on uh guys tell me what what's going on with mars in this lock drop well, this is your chance to get some to get some Mars tokens. Um, you, you can lock away your liquidity in right now and participate in this and be on the forefront of Mars. I personally, I think that 
it's undersung the biggest component of Mars, and that's the ability to have smart contract to smart contract borrowing pools and borrowing systems. I think that's going to completely revolutionary, revolutionize DeFi in the Terra ecosystem. I think we're going to be seeing some major strategies crop up where pro protocol level um, systems are going to start leveraging Mars and using smart contract to smart contracting leverage strategies. I think it's going to completely change everything. Strategies that we haven't even conceptualized will come from this. And uh, we do have a Mars video coming out real soon. In fact, we've got a Bytes paper coming out. Evan uh, reads the uh, the white papers in a, in a way that's understandable if you're just listening. If you uh, just can't wait to hear more about the lock drop, there's a video by friend Danku here that I've uh, popped up on screen share. It's, uh, it's on his Twitter uh, regarding the lock drop. Go ahead and follow there. Otherwise, we've interviewed uh, Jose from over at, uh, at Mars as well as Larry. And that video will be dropping soon. What has Donku not covered? This guy is an absolute... Oh, there are things. There, there are things. <laughs> oh, is there, is there is a sensitive topic? Uh-oh. No, no, oh, no, no. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just uh, we just know he's in the chat. <laughs> oh, um, man, yeah. But, um, hey, well, Pete, let me ask you real quick before we, before we move on from Mars and the lock drop. By the way, it's scheduled for February 21st, so that's coming up here uh, next week or over the weekend. Yeah. Um, what, what did you think of the bytes paper because you listened to it before the mars interview yeah so so if you if you want to read the white papers but you don't have time or, or you're not a reader or um or you want to digest it a little bit more even and you do better with audio then then the bytes papers are great i think that if you're listening to a bytes paper and evan starts like talking about like like uh, something you're not really aware of like derivatives and integrals and stuff and you're like i don't know what's going on just give it some time because those sections like pass, you know what I mean, Evan? Um, yeah, so yeah. like if you're, if you're, if you start to get lost in a section and you don't really care that you're lost, you can just like bounce ahead a little bit and soon it will be back to normal speech. But uh, otherwise it's great. Evan adds just a little bit. He doesn't do too much editorial stuff, but he adds a little bit of, of explanation throughout, um, explains some diagrams. And uh, I think it's, it's a great addition here. I can't wait to hear more. It's like my preferred way to process white papers now, even though I'm usually a reader and not a, like a audio video consumer. Uh, is listening to Pantera Zero X here. The, uh, the smooth sounds of Pantera Zero X. Yes. And there's there's definitely a part in the Mars bite paper where I talk about dynamic interest rates based on control theory. Um, if that's a little bit over your head, don't worry. It's over everybody's head. Uh, but I, the, the nice thing about this one is we did the interview with, uh, with Jose and with Larry, both from uh, Delphi Labs, Galaxy Brains. And uh, they basically explained it in a way that we're going to drop that in. So, you know, we're going to tr just try and make it easier to, to digest for people. So, yeah. um, all right, moving on. Yeah, we got to move quick. I've got like uh, a dozen tabs I've opened up that I don't even know if they're in the headlines. Oh, so wow. Keep going. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll lead this one in um, since I work at Deviance Factions, but I'll also tell you guys uh, to, to give your input, please. Um, so the dev token is available for farming now it just launched it's over at deviancefactions.apollo.farm i'll load that tab and show you what it looks like over at the apollo farm uh, so if you've used apollo before you've gone to app.apollo.farm and it auto compounds liquidity for you well you could take lp assets or ust and put them towards farming and not only you know this is something that wasn't my idea at all I'm not self-praising here but not only were the pack holders whitelisted for a discount sale price right like um 
you can farm at five cents, whereas everyone else is farming at 8.5. Not only were the pack holders, but something like 9,000 good behavior wallets, uh, like the, the flip side crypto scores of 25 or higher, were also whitelisted for, for discount farming here over at Apollo.farm. Mm. So I'm going to disconnect my wallet and uh, just show you really quick what this looks like on my screen and then uh, maybe show you the flip side crypto uh, tweet too. Um, over at uh, Deviance Factions, that's with a dash or hyphen, .apollo.farm, you can connect and see uh, that, that there's a bunch of tokens being farmed and that they're currently at $0.05 cents if you're whitelisted, if you have packs, or if you've got a 25 or higher score on flip side. Um, and uh, others can still farm at a, at a, at a higher price here. Um, 11 million total value locked over the first day. So that's, that's great. Um, and not all of the farms are available because of the transition to Astroport. There have been some like farms that aren't compounding and aren't yielding yet. And they're coming online still, but these, I think these main ones that people like to use these governance tokens are available. So, so that's an option there. And, uh, I'm really happy to, I think I'll write something about how we're taking more and more steps as the Luna community, as projects to like reward good behavior wallets. Now I know that sometimes we might feel like that gets into dangerous territory sometimes, like who's to say what's good and what's not, but who's um, to say you're not still, a terrorist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but it's still, uh, you know, it's, it's still, I think, some some good progress, at least thinking about these things. Like if we see people that like engage in all this dumping behavior, maybe we limit their allocation a little bit more. Right. <laughs> or like maybe community governance should uh, should take some action. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I do really enjoy the discussion and Flipside Crypto Science, like Lunatic score. And that reminds me, I want to throw something out here that I wasn't going to bring to the next uh, until we were done with all these topics. But Passport Protocol, just a, a mere maybe hour ago, it's definitely today, launched. Um, and well, I don't know if they launched. They are, uh, they're publicly uh, talking about themselves. This is an incentivized, uh, like, it's an analytics framework, I think a la Flipside Crypto, but trying to be a little bit more open and help people create more incentive models. I don't know what Flipside's latest plans are, but something that is more open that protocols can use, maybe not as, if I could put it this way, not as like uh, intentional as Flipside models, where like Flipso has the science page and they have the lunatic score that they've come up with and you can view a wallet for and get that score, you know, and uh, Passport aims to be a little bit more like de like deploying tools that apps can use in order to create better incentive models or create new incentive models. Um, I haven't, uh, we've talked to them before, but I haven't read this whole article yet even, but you can read it at the Passport Protocol Medium. So more analytics. Anyway, tossing it back over to you guys. I love the Deviance token and the Deviance project. We're going to be opening packs of cards soon um and enabling the game soon the uh, alpha is uh, scheduled for launch really really soon uh so happy to uh to talk more but let's uh yeah no, let's I'll, move on if I, you guys don't have any more feedback on I that i think one. uh that's awesome that they use the the flip side was it what is it called like the lunatic rating was that the one that they used yeah specifically yeah 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 yeah, yeah if you got a 25 or higher it might be higher than 25 but something like that right then uh then your address was whitelisted that's um, awesome. Unless you did something like there was an exclusion, uh, like like you minted a bunch of packs and dumped them or something. Mm. Um, but other but like nine thousand wallets that didn't even really interact with Dev, um, 
like didn't really interact with packs have this opportunity now. And uh, I, I'm not saying that's like the perfect move, but I think it's good progress. And we're going to see more and more protocols thinking about how to reward wallets that don't dump everything or, you know, take take uh, advantage of 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 the ecosystem. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Great. And that's like the first time I've explicitly seen like a use case for flip side. I mean, I, I know there's others and there's you know stuff in the pipeline for sure, but that's the first time that I've seen another project use that explicitly for, to like benefit people with high lunatic scores. So that's great. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you don't know what it means by lunatic score, I think it's, what is it? Science.flipsidecrypto.com forward slash lunatics. Um, there's also, I know that we're, we're running a little long on this topic, but it's multiple things at the same time. You can go to the lunatics page at the address being science.flipsidecrypto.com forward slash lunatics. Uh, there's also an NFT deal score page that they've put out uh science.flipsidecrypto.com forward slash nft deal score oh you can take as you did you guys know about this yeah yeah um you can go to pick an nft and you know you enter your token id for that nft and it shows you like the floor price and the rarity and like what it judges as a fair market price for that nft wow like a listing history and i mean this is this is crazy yeah it's it's really good uh you know, analytics, if you work in NFTs, right? And, and they've added, uh, I mean, it doesn't have all of them. It has like uh, eight, eight NFTs, but it's got some of the major ones and I uh, can't wait to see them adding more. So always excited to see a new thing coming out from Flipside. Very cool. All right, uh, Joseph, take us into the next one here. We've got some Kajira news. Yeah, so Kajira has uh, been hard at work. The biggest news, obviously, is the fact that they can actually, you can deposit AUST now um, into their vault that will be using to bid um, for the assets in there. So you can be yielding the 20%, but I believe they shave off a little bit of the 20%. I think they take 5% off of the 20 um, But beyond that, now they are going to be reworking their entire fee distribution model. So when a liquidation event goes through, they're going to start redirecting where those um, where some of that stuff gets allocated. So you might start seeing some QG holders, some QG stakers that start essentially hoarding BETH, uh, B, uh, BLUNA, uh, AUST, or just anything that is going through the, the channels of the protocol. They're going to start having some uh, accumulations of all those major tokens. So very interesting little rework. And I... I have a little bit of a feeling that Lighthouse DeFi making liquidation stuff open and without fees has kind of pushed the team to have to do this to their fee distribution. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting perspective. I know there was definitely some drama surrounding Kujira and uh, some of the interns that created their own version of Kujira. And uh, it's yeah. it's good to see like Kujira start to innovate and you know come up with better ways and it's made them work that much harder. And it's I mean, in my opinion, it's helped them. So, so is this this change then now is going to is this going to like lower the Kuji emissions then to be like more native, or like B Luna, B ETH, and AUST? Now those are getting paid instead of the Kuji token. Is that was that the change? The change is specifically in their fee distribution, like where these fees are getting channeled to. And I, if I'm not wrong, they are directly giving um, Kuji stakers uh, th these assets in, in, in the form of that. It's going to be part of that payout. Uh, just for participating and staking into Kuji, you will be able to yield and have some B Luna, B E, 
uh, just kind of fed towards you and you can start accumulating it directly from their platform. And that's just going to exponentially start increasing when they offer uh, liquidation events on Solana, on Ethereum, when they go cross chain, because that's the ultimate direction. So right now, the implications aren't that massive. But when you go off chain in the Kuji world, you're going to start seeing a lot of different other assets coming into their um, into their channels and they're going to start feeding it to their users. Going to have to start staking some Kuji then. Yeah, more I mean, Kuji. it's really cheap. Way ahead of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, more Kuji. All right, there you go. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep moving on here. We have uh, Stater Labs news. Joseph, we're going we're yes. to you're going to carry the team on your back here. Okay, so Stater Labs, I, I've actually been uh, participating in Stater Labs for a, lo- for a minute since the, since the lock drop. And for, for a while now, I've been just kind of like, where's my Luna? Like, where is my SD tokens? Uh, but rest assured, they're rewarding everyone for the extended period of time. Uh, I don't know why it's taking so long for us to access our SD tokens. Uh, regardless, they are sh- putting on a little bit on top, just some sprinkles. You're going to get an extra 50% APY on all of your SD rewards that you farm thus far. Um, beyond that, if you haven't already heard, you can also migrate your liquidity that it is is in Stater to any uh, to your liquid staking. So if you're using any of the in the three pools, uh, the community, and I believe there's like a few other that are like validator ones, uh, blue chip. If you're in one of those pools and you have your Luna stake, you can now seamlessly transfer to the liquid staking pool uh, without losing your farmed SD tokens. Um, and that's my biggest uh, bull case for what's going on at Stater is that now you're going to get extra Stater tokens uh, and you're also going to be able to seamlessly and easily transfer your Luna to a Luna X pool. Excellent. Pete, any comments awesome. on that? Uh, no, I mean, I think it's great. And we've seen the Stater team continue to just uh, push things out, both in response to community feedback and innovation of their own. Um, so excited to see this here, this uh, this this nod to the community with the extra APY here. Um, I, you know, yeah, I have no comment beyond that. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm not overly familiar with the tokenomics of SD. Like my only my only tentative comment or like hesitant comment, I guess, would be that you know, maybe, I don't know, from a tokenomic perspective, yeah. but I, you can speak more to that than I can probably. I think that's, I think that's very fair. I think that there are major questions to be had uh, with just this sprinkling on top the 50% APY. And I think there's also confusion and n- not really an understanding of what the difference between Luna C and Luna, Luna X is. I, I, I like, I'm seeing a lot of these liquid derivatives and especially now that the fact that you can just hold your B Luna and you'll get paid UST and you can just claim it directly from anchor protocol. I, I think that, I, I think that there's a little bit of a, a shroud hanging over um, the stater token and the stater offerings. I just don't know what direction that they're trying to go in. Oh, tell us how you really feel about it, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, that's, that's great. That's great. Counterpoint. You know, you were, you know, yeah, it's, I, I, it's too, it's too rare that I think we hear, um, some criticism of projects like people have kind of split into these these groups that were always positive which i I am definitely guilty of i'm always like yeah this is is amazing this is to the moon this is incredible we're gonna do boom you know and um and then there are people that are blocked by everyone because they're troll they're viewed as trolls because they're footsters and so on but no but that's amazing yeah Um, no 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 no. 
you should definitely not stay away from criticizing. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you know, that's the kind of feedback that, uh, that, uh, that we love here. So Joseph, you're doing uh, fantastic let's... here for your first, uh, yeah, this job. is because we threw yeah, into the best... deep end into the fire and we, I love it. I love it. So, uh, Steph, Steph plug your ears, plug your ears. Steph. Yeah. We're going to best hire we've ever made right here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, let's I move really on. We got Cotto. Cotto ramps up. Big shout out to Cotto. Love those guys. They're like one of my favorite projects. I think I owe them all a drink. Um, I remember back in the day when Cotto was just like fresh out of the womb with their uh, their governance proposal and uh, just happy to see that pass. And you know what? On ramps have been like this this race behind the scenes. There's been, you know, not, not so much explicit drama, but uh, I know that, you know, you've got Cotto, you've got Cash, you've got Alice. Uh, everybody seems to think Alice is AWOL. And so Cotto kind of beats everybody to the punch. I know Cash is, is doing some great stuff as well. So um, maybe I, I don't want to misspeak about it, but uh, their on-ramps are now up and running. And um, I know that there's a limit, but we have a graphic. If you can bring it up, young Steph, for me. Uh, or actually, here, I'll, I'll get it. There's three tiers um, that you can basically have in your account right now. Um, and it starts with uh, just $1,000 UST per day. And that's just a, a KYC document uploaded. So I imagine it's, it's very similar to like, you know, whatever Coinbase or exchange. They're using some sort of the, the same uh, third party KYC thing. And then um, once you basically build up a little bit of like what I don't know what you want to call it, credit or, or some some rapport with them, uh, 14 days. So if you have a, uh, a two week old account, you can up your limit to uh, $2,500 UST and then um, tier three is if, you, if you've had your account for a month and you have 10 plus ramp orders total. So I'm not 100% sure what the ramp orders total is. I would imagine, is that just as, as the amount of times that you on-ramp with them, I would Probably. assume. Yeah, I yeah. guess that. Right. Yeah, um, and then you can get up to 5,000 UST per day, which I think is, is pretty good. I mean, that's a that's an awesome amount there. Uh, and it's it's instant. And you know what? I, I, the Cotto guys are going to be mad at me, but I haven't had a chance to actually use it yet. So I'm going to report back on the next News Bites with like a full breakdown of of the user experience and how great it is because i'm sure it's awesome and we have our own video um pinned to our twitter it's like basically the starter's guide to getting into terra and at the time that we made it it was so hard to get native terra oh, from fiat uh, or native ust from fiat and so we might have to redo that with with the kato on ramp as well now well, speaking of, it's gotten easier. Uh, I mean, easier even without Kato than the video because you know how you bought Luna on Kraken and sent it in and so on? Yep. Um, well, now you can get UST on Kraken. That might be one of our news items. It might be one of our headlines. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. But Kraken has added UST as of today. Native UST on uh, Kraken. It's native, right? Yeah, uh, it's it just it saw the news. 100% native. Yeah. So you can withdraw UST. You just get UST on the platform and withdraw it. You don't have to do the extra swap steps too. So easier and easier and easier. By the time we make a new intro video, Evan, it's going to be it's going to be <laughs> I, even easier. That's why I right? held off for so long because I was like, I know I'm going to make this video, and then Coinbase is going to bring native UST on. So hopefully, maybe that's what will like coax them to do it. They see the terabytes channel with our massive reach and influence, and they see like Kraken was like, man, we watched that Evan guy make this video and. Uh, he, he, he had all that trouble swapping <laughs> from native Terra to USD. So we're going to really make it easier for him next time and just go native USD off the bat. 
All right, let's hit up the next item. Boy, I hope we're through these headline items because I still got a bunch of things. Oh, man, how could we forget this? <laughs> White Whale, UST Arbitrage Vaults, now open from the Epic. I mean, you remember TFI Alpha, Evan. We're coming up on, I mean, it's not going to be long before it was a year since the first TFI Alpha in New York City. And uh, just, I mean, then it was like a little bit more than idea and marketing, just a little bit more. That the whale like swimming yeah. around the whole room. The trailer was great, and but you know, glitz and glamour. We wanted to see them show what they what they could actually bring to the Terra ecosystem. Well, now UST arbitrage vaults are open. Have either of you had an opportunity to try them out? If not, I'm going to go try them out right now. Let's see um, it. Let's see you try it out. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, okay okay but let me let me uh switch to an account that uh is completely not not doxing describe <laughs> describe to us what you're doing and instead of uh showing it now i've got an account with four ust all right i need you to convince me that white whale is uh is a, a great thing to do as an investor um i do you, I, I've do you honestly, not believe that i've honestly been skeptical um uh oh I've, I've, Joseph, I've been, the skeptic's back. Yeah, I told you not to criticize, Joseph. <laughs> okay. We well, explicitly we said no criticizing on the show. <laughs> All right. So, no, I'm kidding. All right. Let's share it up. I mean, I, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, but first, sure. let's take a look. Yeah. All right. So we're going to connect our wallet. I'm going to connect uh, my TerraStation wallet. I've got to prove that. I've got this, uh, this very rich wallet, $4.59 in it. Here's my dashboard. Treasury's got 26 million right now. Backing value, a uh, little bit more than half of that. Um, vaults. I'm assuming that's where I go. Here's the vault, UST vault. Yeah. UST is currently at $1.22. Um, I'll deposit. It says APR is 20% plus. Uh, estimated and representative only. Yeah. I guess we don't know yet, right? Because the there hasn't been any time for data. Right. Uh, so like, how would we know? Yeah. Um, so you're so guaranteed the 20% some kind of moving anchor. Average. Is that what it's saying? Is that what it's, is that why it says 20% plus? It probably, well, I mean, anchors, not, not even 20, but that's right. probably what they mean. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there's 20, roughly 20% plus whatever arbitrage profits. There's 7.8 million UST. Let's, let's increase that. Let's, let's blow that out of the water with a three UST deposit, um, depositing UST. As usual, my wallet pops up, and I post that. Oh, we we actually and there I am. I'm in the vault. No, I know, I know. That's because uh, OPSEC. Next level. All right, so I have made. I've deposited. Oh, it's two ninety nine now. I'm already losing money. Damn it, white whale! <laughs> right. I'm, I'm kidding, guys. So I've deposited uh, roughly three UST here. Um, now I don't really know where to see. I guess it's like, hey, all right, there it is. I've got I've got the vault up, and I'm just gonna see how that performs. I'll check back in later in the video, and if it's any different, I'll let you know. Otherwise, we'll check back in in a future video. I love the uh, but uh, this... the compass like interface thing they got going yeah. on with the peg there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You really hope it never. It's never. Look at Luna. <laughs> well, anyway, there's there's a Luna vault also uh, in, the, in the works as well. I know White Wall intends to add a bunch more too. Obviously, there's swap and governance over here, like most apps in the ecosystem have. But this is finally deployed. Uh, we've we started maybe helping Arbit down. I'll see. I'll, I'll report back to you guys. Let's head to the next item. Next item is random shout outs. All right, random shout outs. I've got so many random shout outs. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm going to share screen again. This time, the full thing. 
And you guys just jump in with comments because I'm going to crush through these. We've got six minutes till our special guest shows up. Going to get infinity window for a second here. Steph, pop that screen share on or Ev, either one of you. Oh, there you go. All right. All right. All right. So is this, is this it? Yeah, this is it. Check this out. Um, I know you're, you're wondering why I'm in a smart contract and finder. Is Pete doing some kind of dev gobbledygook? Well, look at what this transaction is. The Terra Ecosystem Index, Terra Ecosystem Cluster. What do you think this is? Any ideas? Uh, is this Nebula? Nebula, yeah. We are seeing some Nebula activity over on testnet that's all the update we have for nebula i mean nebula is pushing along we know that but uh you know have you guys heard any updates of nebula recently i have not um but check I... this out yeah i mean we've got we've definitely got the ecosystem cluster stuff getting tested out um on on testnet so there there is some stuff going on. Now, this is five days ago, uh, a round of testing that happened here. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't heard anything else on Nebula since, you know, since then. It seems like uh, so Parker's on the case. SJ Parker quoted them um, yes, two days ago, saying that they're the most underrated, most composable, and most powerful DeFi protocol. And they're on the, the most underrated, most composable, and most powerful DeFi protocol. Well, a bunch of protocols here seek to differ with that. We've got Vertex Protocol. Testnet launch is coming out on February 28th. So in 13 days, that's on-chain FX markets, and the Testnet launch is coming out. I have a lot of launch things in this run-up, and I don't have time to spend time on all of them. Have you guys heard of Edge Protocol? Yes, Edge Protocol. Yeah. Uh, they actually so Edge Protocol to launch, today. They it back. Oh, all right. I well, got roasted. I, I heard. I knew it was them. today. You got roasted by not covering them. Yeah, well, I, I did not have them in my doc, so I got roasted. Well, what's the what uh, was the so, news? Oh, hey, Joseph, we can I had an asset name. I, um, I think got delayed, right? Just added Evan. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Bagel shop, bagel shops. All right, or bagels. Anyway, they got delayed, Joseph. Um, honestly, I have no idea what's going on with Edge Protocol. I believe that they're launching in conjunction with someone. Uh, and I'm forgetting what other protocol that they're launching in conjunction with. Ah, uh, it looks like they delayed. They have no token. Um, so some people are just going to sign off immediately, but some people are going to lean forward in their chairs and suddenly be interested. And they are Genesis Pool launching tomorrow, February 16th. Um, we decided to push the launch to 24 hours later. So um, if you're interested in, uh, in Edge Protocol, there it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a whole discussion on what happened here. Uh, so I guess, and they, they, they're fighting a little bit of FUD. We're not DGen box on Terra. They say <laughs> we're not DGen box on Terra. <laughs> what do you guys think of edge protocol? I don't really, uh, uh, I, I don't have much commentary. Uh, it's, well, edge protocol. I think they're, as far as I understand, it's like a, they call themselves money market as a service. So you pretty yeah, much can with no token. Like no money market token trying to capture value and run governance and things like that. I think that's interesting. I mean, you come in and you basically create a money market with anything you want. Uh, there's definitely going to be some opportunities there. If if you if you're lending out something that's you know not many other people are lending out, I'm curious to see like can you set the parameters of yeah. your interest rate that you want there? I, I guess so, right? Is that how it works? I don't know. I, th I think this has potential well, to be really cool though. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're not the money market by ourselves. We're going to be the place where anyone can create their own money market. Uh, but they're creating the Genesis pool to show what edge pools are capable of. That's the Genesis pool event 
tomorrow. So we'll check back in with them later. I got to move on. Look at this. Hey, we got uh, little Terra Flokies in the in the Flokiverse. Uh, I don't know if this is just some render or or what, um, but it might be uh, it might be their early concepts, or or it might be something they've already got in some kind of uh, you know Unity sandbox or something. I don't know, but there there it is. If you're into Flokies, if you're into Terra Flokies, we've got Flokies in the Flokiverse. Get your flighters and and floriers and flarmers and flizzards ready. Crushing it along here really quick before our special guests show up. You guys heard of Cyberdeck? I've never heard of Cyberdeck. Check this out. Cyberdeck.money. I don't know how far along it is, but it popped up on my radar. A Terra dashboard. Now, we love 8-board finance here uh, at Terabytes. We're absolutely not sponsored to say that. Um, but 8board.finance uh, is the place where you can go and punch in a Terra address and view everything. So you can make sure that like you're not forgetting about some protocol you dumped uh, liquidity into or some protocol that you have rewards to claim or whatever, 8board.finance shows a lot of that stuff for you in a single dashboard. Well, this looks like it's trying to do uh, something similar, maybe more featured with NFTs, staking, pools, and, and all sorts of things along here uh, with something called CyberDeck. Now, personally, I think one of the advantages of 8board Finance is it's multi-chain. And so you can start to plug in other chains if you want to. So I'd be interested in whether you know we're we're thinking about that here or not. But anyway, so uh, it looks like they're doing some kind of first settler NFT thing going on if you're interested in CyberDeck. Uh, another launch, Aperture Private Beta just launched this week. Uh, so you can come in for Delta neutral yields with automatic rebalancing for liquidation protection mm -hmm. on Aperture Finance. Oh, man, I got six more, guys, or five more. Should I just power through them? Yeah, just we power got through one them. Minute. Saluna, check this out. Anchor interest-bearing assets on Solana. You heard about this? Um, Cross-chain protocol to access stable high yields on Anchor assets from Solana, where you can forward your interest-bearing assets through Wormhole. I think this was before the big Wormhole <laughs> event. Uh, but anyway, you can forward your interest-bearing assets uh, through Wormhole onto uh, to the Solana blockchain. So... Um, Interesting stuff as well as Solana with Saluna is looking to integrate Terra assets more tightly. Uh, next up, Derby Stars uh, minting price. Uh, there's a presale. It's going on today. Wait, second presale. Is this done? Did I miss it? Did we miss it? The presale is uh, today on the 15th. Anyway, if we missed it, sorry. Uh, the news bite's too late. If we didn't miss it, then uh, it's right here. Derby Stars, come on. All right, I can't find the date. I can't find the time. Sorry, Derby Stars. Uh, we love you guys. Your game is awesome. Uh, I don't know if the second preset. Young Steph said it happened. It happened already. Sorry, I was I was talking to Cassie behind the behind the stage, so I, I couldn't. Uh, I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying. Sorry. All right, well, all right. I was like relying on you because you're like our, one of our Derby Stars connections here. I know. Sorry, um, the, the, the Derby Stars thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it happened already, and uh, Steph was sad. He actually came in the to the office this morning and was like crying to me asking me for some of my horses, but I'm not going to give them up. So, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I'll get, I'll give you a horse stuff. How's that? I'll give you a horse. <laughs> I managed to get one. Give you a horse. Um, in an earlier, All right, let's, let's fire through event. these. All right. Firing through Terra doc. Uh, yeah, have you heard of this? Uh, 37th degree award-winning global film studio teaming up with the lunar film guild to produce the Terra doc, a documentary on Terra's ecosystem. 
Um, and uh, I don't know. It's just something that popped up on the radar and they had to postpone. Um, they're postponing the NFT drop to February 25th. So that's in 10 days if you're into NFTs on Terra, uh, then the Terra doc is something to look out for. Finally, Subera is, uh, is, fun is making some moves here. Um, it looks like that... Uh, I just found this and realized that we hadn't picked it up. They're trying to launch next month. Uh, so Subera thinks that it can be launched. It can launch in March. And the final piece of news is with our special guest. Let's bring him in. Special guest. Hello, Look at hello. that. It's our friends from Angel Protocol. Hey, John C. Doctor Welcome Duffy. Back to the show. Dr. Casey, how are you gentlemen doing? It's good. Amazing. Staying busy. Can we drop can we drop the the, uh, the little banner? That way it'll make us a little bit. There we go. There, there we go. go. All right. Thanks. So last time we talked to Angel Protocol, we had you guys on. We were talking about the Restore Earth campaign. It was very successful. Um, and I, I think I, I don't want to leak alpha that I am not allowed, but there's some good news, some good follow up on that. Can we talk about that or no? Absolutely. Hey, we're All right, we're here for the alpha, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Tell, tell us what's uh, what's the latest and greatest with you guys. Uh, where to begin? Um, I'll, I'll let Duffy hit some of the key points here. But on the Restore Earth campaign, uh, we closed out the year with uh, $1.5 million raised uh, for that campaign. Um, and uh, the Galactic Angels, which are the NFT prize for that, uh, for donors, the reward, I should say, um, those are uh, being finished as we speak. I was just looking at the generation for a few of the tiers just before I got on this call. Um, so the, uh, the Galactic Punks team has been very, very hard at work. A uh, huge shout out to them. Uh, extremely grateful for their partnership with Restore Earth. Um, this isn't something they had to do. And they put a lot of work into, you know, not just making seven different PFP images, but actually doing a unique mint uh, for each of the different tiers with different traits for the punks. Uh, so very, very excited for that. That is coming um, this week. Uh, they said that they'd have that done by Friday. Uh, so anyone who donated to the Restore Earth, at least $100 or more, will be receiving their Galactic Angel very, very soon here. Very nice. I know young Steph was uh, super, he, he asked me like every day when those angels were coming through. So he's happy to know I see him smirking over there behind the uh, control boards. So <laughs> Dr. Duffy Casey, you've got some news for us as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, with Angel Protocol, like our growth has just been parabolic which is fantastic. Um, I think a big part is just the support from the community. The other part is what our team has built and the quality of our engineering team, especially is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, the talent that we have brought in is so large that they have been able to produce and overproduce what we thought we could build. And so with that in mind, we have now signed up more than a hundred unique um, nonprofit organizations, which means that this is a hundred nonprofit organizations that now have endowments that will help them to be able to achieve financial sustainability, financial freedom that never had them. Okay. So that's huge. That's like a, an enormous win. Um, the second thing is that our V1 launched yesterday. Our V1 is the charitable marketplace. So to put this in perspective, like Pete and Evan, I think you guys will be thrilled about this. We went from 
all of the funding for the organizations that had signed up was coming from the Angel Alliance. And the Angel Alliance has just been an inspiring, uh, amazing deluge of support from all of the for-profit companies in the crypto space, especially on the Terra network that have been providing financial support for all of these organizations. So over the course of the last six months, we've put more than $5 million into the endowment accounts of the organizations who have signed up. But that has come from the Angel Alliance primarily. Now, we signed up 100 organizations without having the functionality of individual donors being able to make individual donations, right? Which is a little bit mind-blowing when you just step back and think about that. With V1, we've opened up the possibility for any individual to be able to come onto the site, log on and donate to any organization that has signed up thus far um, whenever they want. And they can make those donations in Luna, UST and Ethereum at the time, like, like currently. Um, and so the flights are now open for individuals to use this platform to be able to support the organizations that they're passionate about. It's also open for these organizations to use the platform to run their own campaigns and generate their own stories and interest and get them out into the world to be able to provide that opportunity of charitable giving um, across, you know, not only just the crypto space, but just the world in general. So, so huge wins overall. Um, I think beyond that, another one real quick to sneak in before I'll just like step back because I have a tendency to just over talk sometimes. Um, is we completed our first governance proposal. So governance traditionally is one of those things where like, how do we get people engaged? We need more voting, we need more voting. From the amount of Halo stakers that were able to participate in this first governance proposal, we had 93% participation, right? So we had wow. almost 12 wow. million individual Halo that was used for vote. Um, the governance proposal overall was to allocate funds that Angel Protocol had sourced through the Angel um, Protocol uh, Validator Service, as well as the Angel Protocol Endowment that we have set up, and to allocate those funds to provide direct relief to communities that were affected by Super Typhoon Ray that hit the Philippines and just devastated um, you know, huge communities in the southern part of the country in December 2021. So the proposal was to allocate $500,000 for both acute and long-term recovery services um, that were carried out by Yellow Boat of Hope Foundation. We put out the entire budgetary breakdown, metrics that will be measured, um, oversight and, and everything, like all the deliverables the community went through, was able to provide critiques, um, ask questions before that went up. They did that, we put the proposal up and 99.9% .9 of those 93% um, you know, voters all said yes. So okay. closed out, that's finished. And now we have $500,000 that will be allocated to providing disaster relief to communities that were devastated by Typhoon Ray. Wow, that is that is amazing news. And uh, I, let's, let's talk about the marketplace first. And I wanna actually show it to anyone watching. So uh, if you can fire up uh, that screen share, Steph or Evan over there, oh, this is actually the tweet, one second. The marketplace is live as of yesterday, or at least you guys uh, went public with it yesterday. And I went over and checked it out. Uh, really great, really great looking marketplace organized by sustainable development goals. Number one over here, no poverty. And there's there's more over here than just five. And so um, 
are, are all of these uh i guess all of these are live huh i haven't had time to, to dive in but if i click i'm making I a donation right now. now yeah well now is this donating to the uh to to like a sustainable endowment for them oh here we go endowment balance all right <laughs> so if i make a donation here well the donation will go into this the uh the principal yep so if you make a yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the best way to answer it. Yeah, try it out. Try it out. Try it. Pete. Okay. All right. I'll I'll try it out again with my um I had a test wallet. I think it has like four UST in this. It's wallet, got like so. forty cents in it. <laughs> so oh it's got one dollar and forty nine. Give it all, right. give it all, so, Pete. <laughs> well, I gotta be able to pay for the fee, Evan. All right, so I'm gonna do the Aid Live Foundation. I mean, this is this is great, but let me I'm I'm gonna actually pick one here. Um, all right, yeah, let's do the Aid Live Foundation. I just, I just all donated right, to donate Wa now. Wayu Taya. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. How do you say that one? I am going. So now, less people. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so you can donate UST, Lunar, ETH. Uh, we're currently adding other currency options as well. Um, but okay. obviously, with either Terra Station or XDeFi Wallet. Um, and there's a little button there. If you click the advanced options, it'll present you with a slider uh, where you're able to choose how much goes to the current account versus the um, principal endowment balance. Uh, by default, okay. any donation goes directly into the actual um, endowment. Okay, so I just yep. donated $1. I'll, I'll check that little button. Oh, it's advanced options. You know, um, this feedback here, this wasn't clear to me that it was clickable. I thought maybe, you know, this was advanced. Option, you know what I mean? Um, but that's pretty it's great. It's good. I mean, okay, we're so. in beta mode right now. So if you scroll yeah, down yeah, yeah, yeah. later, there's a feedback link. So we really encourage everyone, go in there, kick around in it. Please, any constructive criticism, I uh, greatly appreciate it. Oh, amazing. So if I click advance, now uh, you want to encourage people to donate to the endowment, right? Uh, in general, in general. So because the whole point is sustainable endowment, sustainable giving. Um, but if I click advanced, I can, if I want to, uh, get, drag a liquid slider. Um, and of course I have, <laughs> like, I have like four cents left in this wallet. So, <laughs> so I can choose how much of that I want to be liquid versus an endowment. Um, but I've, I've donated a dollar. So when I refresh the page, I should see that, uh, it takes one hour to, to update that. Oh, okay. Okay, it takes one hour to update. All right, great. So yeah, this is fantastic. And uh, all the sustainable development goals are here. And you get I a receipt. Verify. You get a receipt. Yeah, after yep. you after I donate. So I'm over here actually spending big money on the site. And after I donate, it says <laughs> view transaction details. And I can email myself a receipt. So I can send that to my accountant and pay uh, less money. Oh, very cool. Well, you since I clicked out of that, is there a way for me to get back to that? Probably not. Huh? You have to make another donation. All right. That's how they get you. Have you to make another donation. All right. All right. So, uh, so, and we see here there's programs and media and governance coming up in the marketplace too. Well, later once you're out of beta, can you tell us more about something you're excited from those new features? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would say, let me back up for a moment and just kind of talk about that slide bar. So the reason that that slide bar is in there is for two functions. Number one, like in the crypto space, we all have relatively shared ethics, right? Like we believe first and foremost, like we believe in autonomy. People should be able to make choices that they believe in. Um, when it comes to donating, we didn't want to force the hand, 
to make people donate one way or another. We wanted to be able to leave it open so that people can donate in a way that resonates strongest with them. And that may mean that people, like some groups may only wanna donate into the endowment accounts. Other groups may only wanna donate into liquid accounts so that, that that fund is instantly available. And some people may wanna use it in between. The other reason is because there may be an acute need from an organizational standpoint, where if you imagine that there's an organization that wants to fundraise to expand a school, right? They can still use this platform and it would just instruct their donors to be able to use this slide bar to put everything into the liquid account so that it's instantly available for use. So it, it increases the functionality for the organizations and it empowers them to be able to use this tool in a way that helps them out the most. Um, for the receipt part, the receipt is completely optional. And it's for the same reason, because some people may want to provide KYC and others may want to remain completely anon. And so in that scenario, for people who want to get a tax receipt, you have to provide like your name, you know, your email address, identifiers in order to be able to provide the organization that's going to give you that tax receipt, um, the minimal amount of information that they need to maintain compliance. And the same thing for individuals who are seeking tax relief. Um, so that's completely opt-in uh, if you want to do that. For the additional, so I see... oh, sure, go ahead, Pete. Sorry about that. Yeah, if we share screen. So we, I see the, the get receipt information here. Um, and then I, okay, so I have to enter, input my data here and that'll give me a, a tax receipt. Is that, uh, like, how, what, what kind of receipt? Will, will it have the organization name on it and everything and it'll be directly like that organization is acknowledging my donation? So it'll be a transaction receipt that shows all the information that you're inputting there, the timestamp, what you donated, when you donated it, the value of that, the organization that you donated it to, their EIN number. Um, wow. And typically, depending on the amount that you're donating, that is usually sufficient to be able to provide your accountant so that you can claim that. Um, right. There are limits, but those limits are dependent on geography. So our tax laws in the United States are different than the tax laws in Canada. They're different than the tax laws in Germany and in the UK and Australia. And so, it, you know, it's always incumbent upon the donor to make sure that they're maintaining their compliance. But the transaction receipt is universal and it provides all of that information, what you donated, when you donated it, the value of it, where you donated it to. Everybody's Fantastic. all fired up about uh, Y Luna versus P Luna, but that slider you guys have is giving me big time yield versus principal <laughs> vibes. I think that's the real, yeah. that's the real <laughs> battle going on. <laughs> that's great, though. I mean, bravo, guys. And, and you said before you even launched V1, as you call it, you had, what was it, 5 million donated? Or that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't even a whole year. I mean, it was like less than a year ago when Chauncey like just sent out a tweet, you know, and uh, look how far you've come. I mean, you guys, like, <laughs> seriously, I commend how hard you guys must be working behind the scenes. And uh, brings a tear to my eye to see another one of our <laughs> – our young protocols just uh, make such a huge impact. It's it's awesome. Seriously, you gave us our first microphone, man. You were you you terabytes is really brought Angel to the scene and introduced us to the community, and the community has taken us everywhere from there. Uh, I mean, it's been a huge team effort, but uh, between the Angel Alliance, between different protocols that have participated in our Locked for Good program to donate their native tokens. Um, Shout out to, to Kuji and to the dog community, as well as uh, Loop Finance. Uh, they're all, and there's some protocols coming up that haven't launched yet that have done the same thing. But I just want to touch on this really quick because 
Um, I think it's one of the more innovative blockchain CSR solutions that I've seen where you have this fundamental tension of protocols sit on vast treasuries, uh, but they don't necessarily want to donate their native token uh, if it's going to be market sold, right? That's not a great thing for their community. So the incentives aren't properly aligned. Um, and incentive alignment is what we're all about in this space, right? So with the Locked for Good program, the commitment from Angel is that any native tokens donated to us will be locked for good. Uh, so we don't market sell them. We actually lock them up from circulating supply uh, and yield farm them either in LP positions or governance, harvesting the yield from that to donate to charity. Um, so part of that 5 million was from donations from those different protocols, um, including uh, I will shout out PleaserDAO dog community because they've donated in total to Angel uh, over over $800,000, um, $300,000 to various charities on the platform, and then $500,000 uh, is currently in a locked for good yield bearing position uh, of Luna UST on Osmosis. So I wanted to shout them out also because I just thought that was a great move on their part for the Luna community. Um, so they had 500,000, we took dirty, dirty USDC, uh, and we market bought uh, $250,000 worth of Luna, combined that with USP, <laughs> farming it on osmosis, uh, harvesting those rewards, sending them to charity, and that's already generating tens of thousands of dollars every month. So it's really uh, a very synergistic kind of thing between communities, which we're always striving for that win-win. <laughs> So it's so it's legal disclaimer. The USDC wasn't actually dirty. Yeah, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't go through tornado or anything like that. <laughs> so it's locked for good, and it's locked for good. Exactly. Oh man, you guys exactly. are so smart with the wordplay over there. I've always admired that about you boys from Angel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, some well, group you know, came and stole the LFG thing right out from under us, but we'll forgive them. <laughs> <laughs> And Evan, I got to say, like, you know, Chauncey and I, we're, we're very privileged to be able to, like, join in these calls and put our faces out there. But the team that makes up Angel is way, way more than, than the two of us. And if I could call out all of the heroes on that team, like, I, I would. They are just amazingly talented, incredible, incredible individuals. And and it really, like Chauncey says, it's the team that has gotten us here. And um and it's the team that has put in so much time, effort, passion to be able to make this happen. And it's it's just absolutely incredible. I feel like we had this gravity well where after Chauncey's tweet and the hackathon and everything, we have created so such a strong gravity pull that it's just pulling in amazing talent from all different sectors. And we are leveraging the crap out of it to be able to to go at light speed and, and really bring this out. So it's it's, it's been incredible, but I just got to give a big round of applause to the angel alpha here, D Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. You know how we, uh, how we play that back and forth. So, have well, you done like you do about tiny drop. angel? Wait, what is it? Uh, so on Duffy's note about the kind of talent that, that angel pulls in, um, we had a group of independent developers uh, spin up a, basically side project complementing Angel. Um, and it's called Tiny Angel. 
Um, let me pull up the link here so we can share it. I think it's just uh, tiny Gosh, dash. Do, in do not Twitter search that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what comes up, but I will take your word for that. Uh, here, I'm going to message you. Uh, I don't know if this will work, but if you want to pull it up from uh, Telegram quick, uh, it's a cool little site that I think that people will appreciate. Um, and so uh, if you're able to pull that up while you are, uh, mm -hmm. this was an idea um, from the community. Um, and uh oh, 403 error. This request cannot be satisfied. Oh, oh no, they changed the logo or they changed the link. One second. <laughs> <laughs> Always has to be live. Uh, so while we're doing that, I will uh, I will just have to leak other alpha as I find the link, which is <laughs> okay. Um, <That's> great. <laughs> <out> of, <laughs> I just got to keep it rolling, right? No, 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 no dead air time. Um, well, we so, got we have our uh, we have our new intern on the call here, Joseph, uh, who is is critical of lots of projects, and it's been a bro fest <laughs> since you guys came on. So, Joseph, what are your thoughts on Angel Protocol, and where can they improve? Oh, you know, wait, where, where are the holes you're seeing? <laughs> now, now you're going to get me to criticize a, cha a charitable organization for the month, <laughs> or do you think I am? Um, no, I, I genuinely, I have, uh, I've only had, have had good things to say about Angel Protocol. I did join a couple of spaces that you guys have been in, and uh, it's just been incredible to see all the partnerships that you guys are doing in the ecosystem. I'm obviously a huge Terra Luna bull, but it's just always great to consistently have these weekly roundups that I'm doing and seeing all of the different teams, uh, like some very in-depth money markets, some very complex money-focused DeFi protocols are partnering with you guys. And it's just incredible to see that kind of unison, uh, that unity that's starting to come around this. And I just think you guys are doing some incredible work. Um, I just can't wait to see the direction that you guys take all these foundations and all these accounts that you guys are setting up. It's it's incredible. <laughs> come on, uh, I don't I don't know Kevin, this. You got to screen these kind of hardball uh, criticisms. You can't just come on and uh, stand at <laughs> us like that. <laughs> well, I'll throw one out there. I don't know about uh, I don't know about Dr. Casey, but but um, Chauncey, I know you are one of the greatest networkers I have ever seen in my life, um, <laughs> and you're taking that and using it for good. So uh, I love that. I mean, like you you and and also Kev over at Luna Loot. It's like. You just kind of have to know either Chauncey or Kev, and you and you can know anyone you want. <laughs> it's like oh, just fantastic networking job that you guys have done, and building out the Terra Alliance, which I'm sure is or the uh, Terra Charity Alliance, which are sorry, the Angel Alliance. That's that's the name, right? Which is uh, just a huge initiative. So many uh, protocols piling in, giving a certain percentage to charity. None of that would be happening without uh, you guys and and all the great people you mentioned that are working over at Angel Protocol or 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 partnering or donating their time. It's should I keep the criticism going? <laughs> it really is. There are a lot of nonprofit ventures out there that it is very easy to criticize. Um, yeah. You know, I used to work in nonprofits and I still do to some extent. And uh, the Angel's not one of them. So major props. Thank you uh, thank very you. much. Thank you very thank much. You. You'll, you'll have to come back on for the criticism portion. We're going yeah. we'll <laughs> to have, we'll have Joseph uh, go You're take gonna notes. You're going to have to. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how much time you first, have, We can drop Alpha for another hour. It's up to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, for, for uh, Alpha drop. I, there's you, never yeah. enough time. Never enough time, sir. <laughs> ne- never and, enough and this time. This might be helpful, Pete, because Pete, with your with your background in the nonprofit space, now I can have an ask of you. Uh, is mm. For, for the partners that you know, for the nonprofits that may benefit from having an endowment. And, and I love dropping this statistic out there because, you know, and I say it all the time, but 95% of nonprofits don't have an endowment. Now, if we flip it and we say, well, what percentage of nonprofits need an endowment or want an endowment? In my mind, it's 100%, right? Everybody wants an endowment. Everybody needs an endowment to be able to have financial sustainability. So, in order to make that happen, one of the reasons that we've been so successful with getting that first hundred on there is when an organization signs up, we fund their endowment with a thousand UST. And so Pete, and for anyone else that's listening, if you have organizations that you feel would benefit from participating with Angel Protocol, from having an endowment, from being able to lean on this technology to support advancing their mission and vision, it doesn't take much to get them signed up they can go to our website, angelprotocol.io, fill out an interest form, and we'll get in contact with them. Um, but when they are onboarded, we automatically fund their endowment with 1,000 UST so that they can use this protocol and they can use this tool and get familiar with it. They can make withdrawals. They can see the yield moving from the endowment account to the liquid account. And they can really get familiar with it and comfortable with it without having to invest their own money to start up. So not only is it $0 to start, but we give every organization 1,000 UST when they join. So, um, you know, spread the word and and bring them our way because we're at 100 or just over 100. I want us to get to like 200 before, you know, end of spring break, like middle of March if we can. Do you ever see any of those projects getting involved in like DGEN box strategies or like doing insane (laughs) wormhole swaps or... Are you just like, whoa, they went way too deep here <laughs> with the UST? <laughs> well, we haven't seen it yet. I mean, my biggest challenge, Evan, is being able to normalize crypto, right? I mean, right. we're teaching these organizations how to crypto. And um, like, that's one of the things that the organization called Endowment taught us is like that we can use crypto as a verb and that we're like teaching people how to crypto. Um it's an but Ethereum based group, by the way, Endowment, D-A-O, uh, also doing excellent charitable work over there. Yeah, amazing organization and, and a partner within this space. And, you know, and that goes to Chauncey, developing all these relationships mm-hmm. and winning and help winning across different blockchains. You know, I mean, it's, it's great. But with so these organizations, means- we're, we're teaching them how to crypto. We're teaching them you know, that this is safe, easy, reliable, and something that they can count on. And what we've done is we eliminate the volatility to make these accounts boring, stable, and regular. And that's that's really the key for for the step one of teaching them how to crypto. DGEN is like step 55. We're, we're nowhere near that. <laughs> so that, that does lead me to a follow-up question, though. Um, I actually, I helped an, uh, a couple of nonprofits, but one majorly in particular, to set up anchor endowments for themselves and to get comfortable with anchor protocol last year. Um, and one of the, no, they, it wasn't angel. Um, it's don't be offended by that, please. (laughs) You know, um, they, they were happy to take on a little bit more control. Right. Um, but if one of the major difficulties they've had is getting, just getting a nonprofit account at a crypto exchange that they can get to dollars, 
Um, they've been, they were outright rejected by one um, because they couldn't, like they weren't some multi-billion dollar, you know, entity that had all the the stringent requirements that were that were named, right? Um, they were just ghosted by another. And these are names you would very much recognize as exchanges. Maybe they're just too busy, right? Um, they were, they are in process at a third, but it's been weeks. And like, finally, we, we, uh, you know, we, we took some further steps to, to push them along, but it was really like, it was almost unnerving. It's almost like they gave up along that point. Does Angel Protocol provide any support or partners as far as like, how do we get like, oh, what, how do we get an exchange account set up and get this out into dollars um, for, for nonprofits that participate? So a couple of interesting things here and Duffy may have something he wants to chime in as well. Um, so one, I'm a little surprised. I don't know if it was one of the exchanges you tried and I don't really like naming exchanges because I don't like encouraging centralized exchanges, but until we do have the, the on and off ramps that, uh, that Tara deserves, um, Gemini is one that a lot of charities work with. Uh, That's the one that they are in process with, okay. uh, but haven't heard back from for some weeks. Okay. Um, so at least it wasn't, excuse me, at least, at least it wasn't the one that outright denied them. Okay. So yeah, we, in our experience, a lot of charities, so the charities that already have some type of crypto wallet, um, the majority of them tend to have Gemini accounts. Uh, and mm -hmm. you're able to bridge directly from your Terra wallet to the Gemini account. Uh, so if they're able to get set up on Gemini, it's it's a rather easy off-board, off-ramping experience that way. Um, that's not available to every charity. And uh, it becomes a very bespoke regional activity. So right. one thing that's really interesting is with the angel community, we're able to pull together both charities and donors, and they work together to help solve problems. So one of the charities that we work pretty closely with is called 